It's the Dose of Fat podcast. I think this is show 148, which means in two shows, it's the Golden Jubilee. <laughs> We're here at the Levis Trow Center. It's the Levis Trail Center at a picnic table. And uh, to my left across the table is the Spinner Ryerson. Yes, it is. Thank you, Gomez. And with us today, we have Tyler Eubinger. Yes, sir. I'm not going to spell it. You did. <laughs> I've heard very diff- various. It's an old nickname. Yeah. Handed down. Yeah. For many we have Tyler on the show to uh, see how gnomes have influenced his fetish lifestyle. Or <laughs> very little. to talk bicycles. Yeah. yeah we should mention that, that we're here fair. at a uh, family reunion that we like to call Space Gnomes. <laughs> you call it that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I've never heard anybody else. Not even Bethany says space gnomes. We're we've been here riding and taking selfies and eating lots of s'mores. <laughs> Shit, oh, ton dude! Of how s'mores. many s'mores did you eat last night? Five s'mores last night. Mm-hmm. Kelsey just, just started chomping on the marshmallows. That was good. Yeah, we had custom s'mores marshmallows, which mm-hmm. brought a whole, you know, excellent volume to and the s'more game. The Reese's was peanut it, butter was it a debate between Hershey's candy bars and Reese's peanut butter s'mores? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a contest. Reese's wins every time. The every peanut time. Butter. You can't go wrong with peanut butter. It's probably a good but. time for me to mention that the Dose of Head podcast is sponsored by M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored oh, by no. Juvenile Diabetes. I'm surprised they're not <laughs> Keebler Elves. Well, no, gnomes don't make cookies. The gnomes and elves get along. Yeah. I don't know where elves actually come in. It might be a Disney man of... The station. Oh, they're branded. Gnomes. I was raised the company by gnomes, company. Ang- angry ditch trolls. I'm, I'm I'm very familiar with troll uh, culture, and you know, I was a I was a gnome raised in a troll household, an outcast <laughs> in my own home, and that's what drove me to podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But also, let's... don't do drugs <laughs> in your childhood. <laughs> No matter how many pills your mama gives you, <laughs> make sure to save some for later. Sit quiet in the corner. <laughs> so, Tyler yes, has sir. done some incredible events. What What would you say is, what, what was your last incredible feat of bicycle strength? Um, the Crusher up in Copper Harbor in Marquette, Michigan. It was a 235-mile gravel race. Enhanced and gravel. Enhanced gravel, as mm-hmm. they market it. What was the hand? What's the enhanced mean? It was just super chunky, like double track, four wheeler trails with like basketball sized boulders that you had to you know, <laughs> hammer through. But <laughs> unenhanced gravel. It sounds like gravel that they did absolutely nothing to. Yeah. They didn't turn rocks into gravel and they made that a road. <laughs> right. Okay. I was hoping that it would be like some sort of fantasy woodland creature connection with the enhancement that there would be wood fairies or You're racing or, or you know, my favorite gnomes. It could have been there up in the trees. In but the mud. this uh, gentleman, Todd Poquette, and what's the, what's the other cat's name? Danny. Dan, Danny, 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 not McCaskill. Um, Blame Danny. They they taunt the racers. Were there any creative taunting signs? Any baby the, Todd signs? There was, but I was pretty uh, exhausted during the entire race, just really chasing people that were faster than me. So I didn't pay much attention to the signs. I would have to like unlearn. 
I would have to like smoke enough weed to like, unlearn how to read. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not taunted by the race promoters. Yeah, yeah. I want to be coddled. They do a really good job. I want that. a sign that says, "You look really nice today, Gomez." <laughs> Your race would be totally different because you paid a decent amount of money. You gave them like 200 bucks, yep. and they're like, okay, go suffer, idiot. And then they make fun of you as you ride. Yeah, they do a really good job at poking <laughs> you with a stick Yeah, that somehow motivates you to you know, finish it at the end of the day. Well, but you can't argue with, with that tactic because they seem to have cornered the market on on. They sell out every painful, time. Painful, yeah. Yeah. What was your goal? Were you trying to win it? Were you trying to My goal was just to finish it like most people, um, but definitely not to win it. Um, top 10, top 20 would have been cool. I think I got 22nd. I finished in 19 and a half hours. Started at 5 a.m., whatever 19 and a half hours is after that. Um, it was late. Yeah, it was late. Or early like, the next day. It was early day. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it was like 2 in the morning, Sunday. Oh, you missed bar um, time. But your award for finishing is a titanium coffee cup filled with Maker's Mark whiskey, nice. which is pretty damn unique. Yeah. yeah. Filled with it? Yeah. Like open? Like you have to drink a <laughs> Yeah. So you've ridden your bike for 19 hours, yeah. and you have three drams of whiskey to drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they slap you on your ass or anything? You're like, get out of here, you, you rascal. Just a high five and whiskey, yeah. you know. Nice. Was there an after party? I mean, did they have, like, an event, or was it just, like, you got to the finish line, and here's your whiskey, go home, hop in your car and drive. Well, it's so late, you know, it's, it's, it's three in the morning, so the only people that are up are the people that are finishing the race and volunteers okay. that are also sleep-deprived because they've been volunteering for 20-plus hours, which, mm. all the credit to them because, you know, just a lot of volunteers. Right on. Yeah, they, none of these events would happen without dedicated... And that's certain communities, and I'm sure Todd's is no uh, stranger to that. The Schwamigan 40, and they just have a a cast of thousands of people that are willing to watch other people suffer. suffer. Or have fun. Yeah. In the case of the Schwamigan 40, I bet you the first two-thirds of the people going through are having fun. There's, mm-hmm. I've I've done the sweep on that race, and the the last people are not having fun. They're usually cramping, Ooh. which is it's just hard to watch. Where did you guys cross? Um, what towns did you cross the the rivers in? In Houghton? Yep. It started in Copper Harbor, came down to Houghton, Hancock, and then... Um, rode your mom. Rode... It's like uh, French, French. There's a trailer called Your Mom and Your Sister. Oh, man. The Michigan Tech Trail. Drive up to Michigan to slap somebody. Um, <laughs> was that, that was the big, um, that's the big bridge that, what do you call that bridge? Gate Bridge or whatever the boat's going to go through? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know what it's called, but. Was it cool? It was pretty neat, you know. Yeah. They didn't have to stop traffic or anything because there was enough space two lanes to let all the bikers through. There wasn't a bike lane, though. There's not a bike no, lane on that thing. No, you just took the whole lane. Yeah. And then Le- there was another town, kind of like the halfway point between Copper Harbor and Marquette. That's right on Lake Superior. Um, it's like a French name. It's, it's, everyone mispronounces it. And I <laughs> Let's even, not even try. I can't even think Don't of it. Go ahead make one up. Ready, go. Well, Le Pierre. Yeah, that's it. Le Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo! But between there and Marquette, it's like no man's land as far as there's no more support. Mm-hmm. It's like 100 miles of 
So did you did you stop at the at the quick trip and get yourself a deviled egg sandwich or something? What's what's your go to fast food? Uh, well, not Snickers. fast food, but but paydays and Snickers. Yeah, yeah. I can't really do like beef jerky or anything spicy because it just gives me heartburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like Starbucks, double shots, Coca Cola, and Snickers huh. are kind of my go to. You don't do any of that Advocare. Pre-workout, post-workout, during workout. Um, what's Mark's stuff? Um, hammer. hammer gel. Hammer, hammer gels and hammer. Yeah, this a little bit of that sprinkle in between. Yeah. A little bit of data in. This is probably a pretty good time to uh, put a shout-out to our host, Leah Rollins. No, she's too busy. She can't be here. She's uh, she's concentrating on big races like Margie. Which yep. Are you doing Margie this year? I'm Yes, I think I'm going to. And you are a past Margie successful. Yep, did it three you times. You successfully nailed yourself to that cross. Yeah, part of the triple <laughs> Oh, the Christian. My email just filled up with. with Was it, is it 906? Blasphemer! They call that Todd's race series in 906. And yeah, 906 Adventure is the is the uh, organization. The club up there, yeah. Okay, and that's what is hosting that. The Crusher, Margie Jessica, and is a polar roll the last one, or is there a different one? There's no, there's polar roll. Polar roll. and then if you that's the triple crown. If you finish yes. all three of those, then there's a frequent flyer club. But go on, should explain that. Like yeah, there's if you finish all three, it doesn't have to be in one year. Then you get invited to a private party in 2020. That I'm not sure what it's going to consist of. I think uh, they're going to award everyone probably with lots of beer and maybe bike demos. And I have no idea. They're kind of. Not saying a lot about it, but it's going to be in June-ish, 2020. Hmm. And It'll be like an audiovisual program of all those signs, all those taunting signs. <laughs> right. and, and with your Crusher finish, you are now invited? Yes. Okay. Yep. Part of an elite squad of cycling maniacs. <laughs> the 906 Elite. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What a way to go. I'm not sure how many of those people would like to party. I think you'd be a little too serious to be able to have a good time. Don't you, you can break the mold, but I don't know. Don't sell humans short on their their thirst for adventure and partying. And yeah. party animal. All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. But so, 225 miles. Or you got anything? You're going somewhere else? Oh, I, I was going to say, what about you rode your bike across the entire country of America without, of course, Hawaii and Alaska. Both ways. Up and down and yeah. side to side. Traversed it north to south in 2017, doing the Tour Divide race, and then west to east uh, this summer. Did the it was the first annual bike nonstop U.S. race that uh, was put on from Portland, Oregon to Washington D.C. and it was 3,600 miles. About 1,200 miles was gravel roads and rail trails. So the organizer organizer was just trying to piece together a route that was the safest route possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so roads with big shoulders and utilizing all the rail trails and gravel roads. Because it's a real concern. There, These races do have, uh, they do have accidents. People get hit by cars. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you're riding, you know, 20 hours a day. So you're not thinking straight at times. And then nowadays just everyone's on their cell phones and not paying attention driving. Mm-hmm. So it was a big concern of mine. I did a lot of research debating if I wanted to risk my life to ride my bike, race my bike across the country, but in the end I wanted to, and I was fortunate to finish it, and 
here to tell the story. I guess what the real burning question is, Tyler, is uh, after after you finished riding your bike across America and then <laughs> competing in the Crusher, why did you enter a six-hour race? <laughs> yeah. With the option of 24. It's a 24-hour race with different options, and you chose only six hours? Six. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert, he won the race. <laughs> and Weird. <laughs> yeah, my fitness was pretty good That's going into your that. your shortest ride of the year. Seller <laughs> loss off. Because and, you wanted to party. Know, I definitely don't consider myself a, a racer. I just like riding my bike, and I enter races once in a while just to have fun and push myself a little harder. But, yeah, really, I just wanted to – my mom was there, friends were there, and I wanted to hang out with family and friends and not just be on my bike racing the entire time. Because, like, you arrive Friday night, the race starts bright and early Saturday morning, and if you're doing the 12-hour or 24-hour, like, you're not really hanging out, talking to friends, just kind of – bonding that way and it was just that weekend it was more important for me to spend time with my family and my friends so then I just pushed myself really really hard for six hours because I was like well six hours that's pretty short I know and when you you when you were telling the story around the campfire last night you were like you know I I, I came in and I was like I was beside myself I wanted to ride more <laughs> yeah I wish I would have signed up for the 12 hour because I definitely had more gas in the tank um no shit <laughs> doing the crusher the weekend before that definitely helped you know oh it was the weekend before hammering back, to back okay yeah hammering for 20 hours the previous week and then six hours for wausau and what yeah. was that what was that week like in in training wise did you did you were you off the bike for at least a day after the crusher right yeah a couple days during the weekdays i don't have a ton of time to ride um i'll do a couple short runs around town and just kind of, you know, your basic adult life stuff, laundry, dishes, mm-hmm. grocery yeah. shopping, you know, fun stuff. J-O-B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. And then you just blasted out six hours. How Do you remember how many miles you rode in six hours? It was about 75 miles. Mm-hmm. So even though it's the shortest race, it's just like, wow, it's still a long ways, you know. And to, well over that 10-mile-an-hour kind of benchmark of racy off-road yeah, it was probably right around there as far as the speed. Each lap, I think, is about 13 miles a lap. And I did six laps. Mm, very cool. Um, do the math, kids, at home. Maybe we'll have that. At, uh, we'll yeah. put a calculator we in, do that here. in the show notes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely different riding from what you're doing. I, I assume that right across America was mostly road with some gravel. And yeah. Crusher's yeah. obviously said some sort of gravel, but, um, oh, Sorry, and then, uh, I was messing with the buttons. I know, I heard that. I was like, I can't I, hear me. I, wait a second, I just want to cough. <coughs> oh, nice. Thanks. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Airbus. Yeah. So um, a question I have was, oh, are these races, we talked a little bit about this last night, are they supported, unsupported, and what does that mean? Um, like the big race uh, across America was unsupported, where if it's open to the public, like motels, hotels, gas stations, stuff like that, Everybody can use them. But if you were to pull over on the side of the road with a cooler and wait for me, you cannot do that because... You can't have somebody driving along and... Yeah, it's just not available to every racer. So Gotcha. Not everybody has friends. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> and you can utilize, you know, sending stuff back with the United States Postal Service, which I did after I got through um, oh. the Tetons because I didn't need my warm socks and warm base layers and stuff like that. So I... Oh, you dropped some gear. Yep, just sent all that stuff back home. And your mom can mail you 
pack of Snickers that you could pick up in Pennsylvania? No, nobody can mail it. You can ahead of time, like if I wanted to mail stuff to post offices and then have them held there and you know, oh, pick them up. you can mail to yourself. You can do that, but general yeah. delivery. Wow, yeah. I couldn't have mom uh, mail me anything. Okay. And then, could you have a sponsor like Quick Trip or or Sunoco, or so you could get like a burrito and across America? I'm not sure. That'd mm. be a cool idea. A lot of roller dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever had the chicken ones? Spiced chicken ones? The no. I get those because I can bite off chunks and get little chunks to my dogs. But uh, I'm driving a truck. The dogs are here, yeah. sitting uh, sitting nearby. Vivian Douglas, the a tiger hole. pups. Yeah, are they, they mic'd up, up or no? They're not mic'd up, and they gave <laughs> up on mouse hunting. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, man, this campsite has tree mouses, tree mice. <laughs> I'm a glad. Giant fat, fat one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, fat tree it's mice. Huge. Yeah, and my dogs are the mountain cur breed, and Holly's definitely got some hound in her, and she sniffed out mice as soon as we got out of the truck. Oh, weird. I've never seen a mouse in a tree. Yeah. You ever seen a fat dog trying to climb a tree? <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to get up there. Stop body shaming your fucking dog, man. Sorry. Let me go off on a little rant about, you know, Dog I don't shaming. know if you guys know this, but <laughs> here we go. Former fat guy here. All right. I, you know, definitely a former. Let's, How many pounds are you down? Do you know? Uh, 53. 53. A small child. Congratulations. Uh, That's awesome. So this is what I have to say. If you see a guy that has a few extra pounds on him, like 80 pounds, like, <laughs> like I usually carried around, you go and say, you know what, dude? You kick ass because... I'm telling you, it's hard to ride with that much extra weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have learned more about like how to pace myself. <laughs> it's I'm and just you don't own you, a lot of spandex that would fit your size then and now. You have like I, regular fitting clothes. Yeah, dude. I you need to, a new I, closet. I have to buy all new clothes. <laughs> oh, but I like guy. to say, you know, we were talking earlier about you your know, your '70s spandex was out of style anyway. Well. You know, I I like to say that my expertise in, in product testing could be the burst strength of Lycra. <laughs> when you're at your max. Squeezing my big ass into Lycra shorts. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that shit is strong. <laughs> but anyway, if, yeah, if you're out there and you got some, you know, maybe you put on weight, you got some XL bibs you want to get rid of that, you know. <laughs> That, that's that. That's just sick. Test that. I don't know. Keep them. Just burn them. You're right? not going to do that Viagra Tesla like you talked about last <laughs> night. <That'll> be- <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by, who's this, Squib? Lily. Five hours of needles. <laughs> five hours of needles. How long did you ride yesterday? You rode five hours yesterday just for the hell of it when you got here? Yeah, four or five hours. Okay. Of gravel, of- trails, everything? Trails here. Rode everything like twice. And what is your go-to bike today? It is a Salsa Timberjack, titanium. Single, Single speed. speed. With Onyx, Onyx yeah. hubs. Onyx hubs, dropper post, front suspension. And they don't give you Dropper anything. post and front suspension is <laughs> pretty oh, new to me, yeah, which is kind of crazy. It's 2020, but, and right. for the most part, I've been riding fully rigid, with and without gears, but usually fully rigid. And it's true, the dropper seat posts are really amazing. Really? Yeah. It's, I hate to use the terminology, but it's a game changer. You know, you lower mm-hmm. lower your center of gravity through downhill turns or drop offs or, yeah. and then immediately as soon as you need the pedal, push the button, bam, yep. optimal yep. pedal level, and and you can it allows as a single speeder it allows you that transition from down to up where you're not touching your brakes and you want to maximize, 
you know, carry your speed, right? Yep. It would allow you to rail stuff that right now you might be having to use any amount of brake is bad, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. anything that helps you not have to brake and definitely going downhill through curbs, the dropper post, man. Huh. Even on flats, though, like coming back on slack cut and snot grass, we're just having your center of gravity really low on the flat areas nope. and just being able to rail the corners. Yeah, and you fun. can sit back and push a hard gear yeah. while you're not at optimal pedaling height because your momentum is, is helping you not have all that stretch on your knees or whatever that a lower saddle height would be something you'd think, oh, I don't really want to pedal, but I, don't know, I find myself pedaling, sitting way back and pedaling while I'm going like, okay, warp two, warp three, <laughs> <laughs> jump, you know, it's like all good. And Salsa doesn't sponsor you, right? Nope. Just George and... Uh... Yeah, George at Broken Spoke Bike Studio in Green Bay. He's uh, he's a real jerk. Me, Nobody yeah. likes that guy. Hey, no. George, we met one of your uh, customers. <laughs> what was that cat's he's, name? Uh, that was Dennis. But uh, Dennis, no, yeah. he, George is a really nice guy. He's a great guy. The only guy he doesn't like is Dave Lunge, which I like which him more because he doesn't <laughs> like Dave Lunge. Shows a certain level of uh, yeah. You know what? They That's should bury the hatchet though. They should they should start over and let Dave ruin it again. <laughs> But immediately, that'll happen in the same conversation. They're like, okay, we're even, and David would be like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> something about a finger somebody broke one yeah, time. Yeah, something. Yeah. They, Dave hasn't won a wrestling match in his entire pro wrestling career. No, I don't believe he has. He's lost a lot <laughs> in spectacular fashion. <laughs> but maybe that's uh, maybe that's his role. Does like, he have a wrestling background like you do? No. Just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he does. He's got a drunk background. Yeah. I'm sure you, you, you have to scrap once in a while when you have that kind of a mouth and you go to a lot of bars. <laughs> <laughs> so he, that's the school of hard knocks. Hard knocks, dude. I think that Dave might win the award. Might get a, like a Nomi award for most mentioned person that <laughs> has hardly ever been on the podcast. Because in general, we don't do these before cocktail hour and. <laughs> His rather, uh, He's been on one burning bike. Yeah, that, has he ever been on your He show? was on the world premiere of the Burning Bike Podcast. We should probably mention that you know Spinner is the host of the Burning Bike Podcast, and you should probably tune into that on iTunes or at thefat-bike.com. Uh-huh. It's, uh, in nutshell, the Burning Bike Podcast uh, for the folks at home. It is... The idea is like you're sitting around a campfire just talking to your buddies where you have a conversation. Um, like last night, if we are talking about you would go into a lot more about that support and um, whatever you want to talk about. I'm trying to think of what you were telling us last night that was interesting, your opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Kelsey Walsh and her opinions on <laughs> a lot of different things. That <laughs> Shocker. Uh, shocker. <laughs> um, the next show we did, the first show, the show that we just recorded in Austin, Texas, Last week um, is about Single Speed USA and hosting that race and what goes into that. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it is. The Burning Bike Podcast. Kick ass. Well, I have I have a I have some breaking news from you know from an unnamed source at fat-bike.com. Frostbike dead. Frostbike is no longer. So it's not the same weekend as Frostbike. <laughs> we can have events again. Yeah. <laughs> I think that probably Dave Lunds. We can blame Dave Lunds for this one for making that. Isn't that the same weekend as Frostbike? Such a re- 
competitive. Uh, it's part of American culture now. Yeah, it is. Well, see, did you go to the last one? Frostbike? Yeah. Uh, I haven't mm, been in a couple of years. I, I've been, I think the latest one that I went to was two years ago out in California. Okay. Frostbike. Oh, that, sorry, that was Saddle Drive. Yeah, Saddle Drive. Yeah, it might have been longer than that. might have been three years ago. It's always QBP's winter, um, I don't, winter what, trade show. I and mean, the last couple of years, it sounded like they were trying to do more like dealer education. Here's our programs. Here's our products. Here's what you can sell. Here's the strengths of this bike. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. How are you going to do that? Are you going to sell salsa? Yeah, it's they bring all their specialized de- and yeah. is this really good for you? Is this salsa good for you? Is Civia good for you? It's all Heller. city, all city. Our Heller, good for you. Yeah, forty-five Norte, El Forte. Here's the El tires. Forte. Here's our. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, that's a lot of. Well, you know, it's just. Are you sad to see it go? Do you care? <laughs> man, man. Yeah. Uh, there's so much to do in the winter time now in our greater Greater Lakes area that it's hard to shoehorn an, an event like that in, and primarily those events are for dealers. They're, they're not inviting media any longer, so uh, I get to, you know, get my spies to take pictures for me. <laughs> I text people. And it's hey. in Minneapolis in February, typically. Yeah. Which is icy roads and everybody drives. Yeah, but most people fly into Minneapolis and then take the shuttle and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that I have on my list here is... You are you the race director of the block blockhouse role? I think I'm going to have to be. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to not. Do you, be. do you prefer the title director du sportif or race director or race czar? Uh, just keep it English. Yeah, <laughs> say race director. Um, yeah, Is there a, you, you would go with an Icelandic term? Do you speak Icelandish? Um, Yggdrasil. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Yggdrasil. So I, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. So September 28th, um, we tried to pick a date that's after all the mountain bike races and kind of before cyclocross starts, which I think eh, it was the one to pick out. This is the grassroots. The race has been around for over 20 years um, on a private farm in Platteville, just south of Platteville, Wisconsin. Um, you've ever raced it, Tyler? Um, I don't think I have. Okay. You've been to Gnome Fest out there. Yes. But it, on the same grounds. But, um, yeah, uh, um very old school single track. This isn't your typical, and I shouldn't say typical, but it's the all the before hand the cut trails, the hand cut trails narrow. built with shovels and um, lots of trees that your 80, 800 millimeter wide handlebars will not fit through. <laughs> well, the, the, at this point, they're kind of wearing out, so you can get through a lot of those. But it it is tight winding single track, not built with excavators and stuff like that. But uh, um, so. <laughs> We have some visitors, we have some guests rolling into our campground and liking the party while we're trying to talk bike racing. But um, it's it's a pretty small race, but it's Sorry, a lot of fun. Sorry, I to go do some security. I'm, I'm going to say that. Uh, I'm back on as an on-air personality. Sorry, I'm just interrupting. I'm back to interrupt you're back, Spinner. You're back. <laughs> uh, right. I'm, I'm trying to stretch this out. So it, it's in the Mississippi Valley, so it's uh, the rolling hills of the Driftless region. Um, in the bluffs, um, there's a river that runs through the bottom of the property. Um, a full lap is like six or seven miles, and we're gonna. There's have like three creek crossings. Yep. All the wild parsnip you can you can eat. It's something I want to do this year um, is have the trail dog heat. 
Oh. So I haven't decided yet if, if it's good to say you want to race, say, the one lap in a mountain bike race and then have the separate with the duck and you can race both. It's probably how it's going to have to be. But it's going to have to be like a time trial with the, the trail dog so that you don't have one person and a bunch of dogs running all together. So you go a minute ahead and the next one or next one. So um, I want to incorporate that. I'm going to figure that out. But um, check out phptrails.org and uh, look for the Hirsch Farm, the legendary Hirsch Farm Blockhouse on Facebook. I think it's called, I can't remember the page. I'll show notes it. I think, yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll put it in show notes, and you can actually come out and race a geriatric, formerly fat guy, (laughs) because I'm actually going to race that race. Yeah? Awesome. And And, uh, and camping is available for free, so you can come and camp uh, at the farm. I'll have some hard candy to hand out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There'll be a big fire. They'll be grilling out. There'll be some sort of food and this kind of make a weekend party of it. There's one other thing I was going to say. No, I forgot what it was. Hmm. Maybe it was the camping. Would it help if I poked you? <laughs> <laughs> Poke. That never helps. All right. If, if it comes back to me, I'm just going to blurt it out. But. Okay. So let's go to the next thing that this actually, this is an idea that I've had in my head. And we, I came up with a name during uh, uh, a time, our time here at the Space Gnomes. What the hell is that? I know guy there's a lot of distractions here. That's what we get for having a podcast in the woods. I know, and we apologize uh, ahead of time for the wind noise. Um, Holly, we like to control everything, but I don't have control of the wind. You know who does? Gnomes, of course. So I think that the lower forty-eight needs. A long multi-day ultra marathon fat bike race. We have we have the place to do it. I want I want to see like somebody like Todd Poquette and somebody like whoever is the runs the fat bike Berkey and maybe whoever is the Arrowhead One Thirty Five people to all team up and race from Sault Ste. Marie to International Falls. Best guess is it's 666 miles. <laughs> Where's Sault Ste. Marie? Is that Florida? That's, that's the gateway to old Canada on the UP there. Over oh. on the far east side of... of Gitchigumi. Superior. Yeah. yeah. So the, the El Diablo del Norte, 666 miles. There's no entry fee. Just your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding about that, <laughs> all my Christian readers. Uh, and so, what, what do you guys think of that idea? In the it's a huge, in, yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about like how hard it is to have good conditions. Like, look what happened to the polar roll last year. You know, however, six hundred miles, you're going to need a lot of people working that course. Snowmobile trails will have to be engaged, and real roads. And well, yeah, but even snow was polar roll snowmobile trails. It was, no, wasn't it? Yeah. Some of it is, I believe. Some of it yeah, is. Yeah, like the, got, the whole big part in town, like the whole lead out is all yeah. on. And then they got trails. dump I mean, trucks. Any long snow. race, especially in the winter, you just got to piece together anything and everything. Or you you know, and roads, travel roads. You'd have to have alternate courses ready to go, and I think something like that just create a GPX, you know, mm-hmm. route and unsupported. Yeah, just unsupported and. And it would have to be 
regulated, much like Arrow, Arrowhead to 135, you'd have to have a certain number of calories, a certain kind of bag, et cetera. And, but then that's all, all of those protocols are all laid out. It's really just the route mm-hmm. uh, and the volunteers that could span that amount of space. Um, mm. Somebody, uh, Kevin Breitenbach, a winner of the Arrowhead 135 and the, uh, and the idea to ride, Trail Invitational. He once told me that endurance racing is about enduring and uncomfortable things for a long amount of time. So this isn't for the people that only (laughs) race on Groom's Trail. This is for the true... Sound like marriage. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of grit. (laughs) There is a lot of grit and dog hair, Mm -hmm. apparently. Okay. So yeah, that's my idea. I guess I could see I would it would make more sense to me if it was a point to point get there however you want to get there, um, just because you would have to there be you know, I would need some sort of guarantee from the people putting on the race that this course is going to be open and somewhat rideable. You're not going to walk your bike six hundred miles. That's why you're not an ultra marathon <laughs> fat biker. <laughs> right. True, because the I you have needs. <laughs> Think about the thousand mile I did ride, or the three hundred and fifty mile I did ride trail invitational. There's no guarantee that they're not going to have to push their bike for the entire thing. Mm. Uh, and How it's far just, is that? Okay, a thousand. Miles. Either they they have a short one that's a hundred plus, then they have the really competitive one at three hundred and fifty miles, mm-hmm. and then they have the one thousand mile, which is turns into more of a, I don't know, more of more of a tour. There they have. Several years where people have done the whole thing and crossed the line simultaneously. Peter Inman last year, and yeah. who was the other cat? Was it Troy from Australia that finished with him? Not sure. Not sure either. But I did meet Peter at the Crusher. Pretty cool guy. Nice. People have to have Peter on the show. Yeah. Someday. Let's have him on. And then uh, what else do we have, boys? Anything? Your desk surgery house we can talk about that. <laughs> well, we think that we think that we want yurts here at Levis. Yeah. Well you guys are both driving tacos to Comus. Oh yeah. Is that the, the go to mountain bike rig? I know you put a lot of thought in everything you do. What what did I mean, so are you yeah. actually? I don't yeah. know, they're just super reliable and <laughs> I know as surprising as that seems. <laughs> the size is just right, reliable, gets you to point A to point B safely you- and did you know they were called tacos before you bought one? I did not. I did Me not. either. And then I found out after I was like, went on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know anything about like the gear I need for this stuff. And oh my god, the world of tacos, taco like groups. Oh my god, you guys are you you put bicyclists almost to shame with yeah, your it's with endless your, rabbit hole of holy cow. taco enthusiasts. But taco enthusiasts. I just thought. Damn, I love tacos. Now I drive. So Toyota Tacoma, so everybody who knows we're talking about. Yeah. There's a big, I'm a Jeep guy, so um, Tacomas versus Jeeps. You've seen that? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the places that uh, do lift kits and stuff, it's either a Tacoma or a Jeep. They're in that same family. Yeah. Fords and Chevys, tacos and Jeeps. It's it's a world built on strife there i mean if you're gonna be going out to moab or doing a lot of camping actually i don't see a whole lot of jeeps here at all but uh but we've seen a lot of tacos we have seen driving a lot of in out here i think it's the new subaru outback it's replacing the subaru for straight men <laughs> <laughs> they never went out of style they've always been around right yeah like for sure they do look a hell of a lot cooler now than they used to 
Yeah, I've got a hood scoop that's completely ornamental, though. There's no turbo yeah. in there? Yeah, no. Those, I think, are a little bit you obnoxious, <laughs> but that's my opinion. A matching. You guys both have matching toppers. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a bed set up in yours? Yep. You sleep in that thing? Truck life. How tall are you? Six foot one. And how it's long is that bed? Box. Okay. Six foot box. You got so, a tailgate down? Yeah, I just leave the back window unlatched, and I just push on it when I need to if I'm laying perfectly straight. It works. Cool. He's got a cat. And a cooler. Yeah. What more do you need? Coffee can. (laughs) Kegerator. Keep coffee in. Or pee in, maybe. Did a lot of pasta cooking on the tailgate there. Yep. That's a nice camping ring. And Gomez has a, what do you call it? I have a Takui rooftop tent that's starting to wear out after about four years. You did not even get to sleep in. At four years? Yeah, about four years I've had that, that unit. And, you know, camping doesn't wear it out. It's the flapping of that cover while you're driving around uh yeah i don't know i i'm i'm just it's just not so great that i could say like yeah everybody needs to have a rooftop tent you know we mentioned subaru outback i think if you have a subaru outback it's really good if you have a short car it's a really good thing and then it's not so hard to get it get it on there a really short person you know my wife is too short to help me even get it on top of the taco let alone the fj i like Rook people into, hey, want to come help me lift a really heavy tent on top of my truck? Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's amazing it what people neat. do for a couple of cold beers. It is true. Indeed. It yeah. does look neat. I just bring a house with me. That's a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, I was wondering. I, I asked you. It's like, like. Is that your minimal? I, I always thought. Camping uh, kit there. This, this uh, is my smallest camper. foot uh uh, Forest River work and play. That's a 2016 new model, which uh, ramp door and you just roll everything in the back. And I'm not very good at packing stuff, so I just need a wide open room to roll shit in and go. And big fat dummy friendly. And big yeah. fat dummy friendly. And I yeah. because I have this, I bring that bike everywhere. I still remember that time that bike fucking punched me in the <laughs> face. <laughs> the bike bed? Yeah, we're <laughs> lifting it up in the bed of his truck, and the handlebar just swung around. Bam! <laughs> I had a little black eye. <laughs> so, yeah, Spinner's sincerely big fat dummy. That bike is great unless you need to get it somewhere without riding it there. If you're yeah, trying right. to put it in a truck or put it anywhere, it is a son of a bitch. Something to consider if you're uh, if you're lusting after the extra long tail. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it does good when you need to haul stuff. How was it uh, riding uh, 45 miles of rolling <laughs> hills with 100 pounds? That thing had to weigh. I'm guessing 150. Yeah. I wish I would have I was going to go 170. Could have been. It was heavy. What were you hauling? The whole, whole podcast gear and all his camping gear. To where? Uh, we took the ferry, so the bikes, boat, and a goat trip, where we take the ferry over oh, from Milwaukee, okay. Mesquite, and, yeah. and riding the beach up. Yeah, I had the full podcasting set up with four headphones, Damn. my tent, food for four days, um, I, it, all my camping stuff, axes. Um, Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it was heavy, but, I mean, everything fit on that bike. There's some pictures in the last show of how it's loaded down. Um, and I don't need to bring all that stuff because I don't think we cooked out once. We always stop at restaurants and bars. So that <laughs> it was a little bit overkill, but um, it's neat to ride that thing fully loaded. They are. They were already talking day by day. I mean, like Dave was talking about that trip just repeating itself and maybe going to 
all the way up to Ludington and then taking the slow ferry across and then riding back down to Milwaukee. Yeah. Which is, that would be a nice trip. Um, that would be your style, but it's way too slow. <laughs> Not far enough, probably. We get to the campground and you just ride circles around till <laughs> right. Sorry guys, I've only got four hundred miles in a day. Need a couple more. But that's right. You know, different strokes. But I think we need to bring the train in and we had we had a little conversation about Amtrak and putting your bike on there. And uh, maybe going to <laughs> north or south Dakota. If they'll let you mm-hmm. is when we went to single speed Washington, we took the train from Seattle up to Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Was it Amtrak? It was Amtrak. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so weird. Loaded everything up in Seattle. They got in the train. And they get a call as the train is going north saying, you guys have to get off because those bikes are too big. They won't fit in our racks. Um, the people in C- in uh, Bellingham will not be able to get those bikes off the wall. you got to get off now. The bike's are already loaded. It was so <laughs> weird. And um, Chewy, one way or another, started an argument. And then ended up being friends with everybody. <laughs> I don't know, but it was it That's was so odd. Chewy's superpower. It, yeah, he he can negotiate somehow. He can give you shit and then be your friend. It's like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys when he talks to the cops. <laughs> you know Maybe. Jim, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you so looking you at? Been, a porcupine? You're have no, to get off, uh, there's squirrels in the tree. And I was trying to see if it was a mouse or not, but <laughs> well, it's a little red squirrel. But I would That's like to funny. do an Amtrak. Liter- literally. Squirrel! And the whole show stopped. (laughs) Well, there is an Amtrak that goes from, I think it's, well, Chicago. There might be one lacrosse that goes to Austin. I was wondering about that. It takes a lot longer. But have you train traveled? There's a bar car. Yeah. I've train traveled, but not with a bike. I've gone out to Grand Junction, and then uh, I had, I think at that time I was keeping a, a dual suspension bike at a friend's house in Fruta. Mm-hmm. So I had a bike there. And he has, oh, this beautiful electric cruiser that I rode around town. I didn't have a car. Mm. You, how about you, Tyler? Tacoma everywhere? You take trains? Tacoma everywhere. Yeah. I have taken the train out to uh, Glacier National Park backpacking. But, yeah. I yeah. think Stepanek actually took a train out to the start of the Tour Divide. Didn't he? Yeah, a couple of years back he did. Can you imagine though? Like it, it is just a rolling party. Can you imagine like getting a group of guys together and you just bring coolers and bring sub sandwiches and beer and sodas and you're actually not allowed to drink alcohol on the train and the passenger carts cars. Really? You only can drink in the bar make, area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was on it, they kicked the guy off because he was intoxicated and being an asshole, and they yeah they booted him off. In At a the, stop, or they throw in them the on the What, what are oh, the yeah. odds that Lugs yeah. was on that train? Yeah, do I know that guy? He would absolutely be kicked off the train. That's uh, funny. That would. Be and they sad. made a scene out of it too. They announced it through the loudspeaker. They're like, "We're kicking off somebody for drinking too much alcohol." They Let name him. They call his look, name. They're out. like, "Look out the window!" And seriously, I was just like, "Wow!" Like they're totally shaming this guy. Huh. But he probably deserved it. I guess I don't know. Liquor shaming. Yeah. He hit on the train conductor's wife or <laughs> something. Something. Train conductor. But, whatever. No, I I like it. If it was, uh, I'm going to look into that more rather than flying. Flying is just a pain in the ass. If you just hop on a train and walk around. It's what so I was told casual. is you can load your bike with all of your gear and roll it on, and they put it right in the, in the baggage car, uh-huh. and then you ride in the 
the cheapest ticket, you know, you've got like a bench seat. Hopefully, not a big smelly drunk guy like <laughs> like like I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That likes to talk a lot. Yeah. Hey, you want to be on my radio show? <laughs> We're going to do a podcast right now. Uh, your role in the podcast is just, you're like a free radical, man. Say whatever. Watch out for that pomegranate juice. It's coming to get you. <laughs> nice. Well, let's wrap this up. It's 45 minutes of blather Ooh. brought to you from the Levis Trail Center. Our show is sponsored by no one. You want to be our sponsor? Hey, <laughs> we like beer. We like food. We like bike stuff. Uh, we, you know, every once in a while we have a use for money, too. Once in a while. You know, when you got to fill a gas tank. or mm-hmm. Cheap beer, though. Cheap NA beer. Anyways, chip bag, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's our that's a portion of the show. We might have something else, you know, that we tag on the end of this, but Ooh. you never know. We might jip you out of fifteen minutes, and then you could go ride your bike or something. <laughs> I'll yeah, sponsor yeah. your show if you sponsor mine. <laughs> it's normally an hour. <laughs> we try to get an hour in. Yeah, it's you know, Leia's got a lot to say, but we don't have that filler today. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'm struggling here. I'm not as talkative as I thought I'd maybe be. Oh, that's all right. You, know. you, you were great. You've been a great guest. Thanks Thank for you. coming on the show. Thanks. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. You know, the, the VIP bags that we hand out have, uh, I don't know, some like... Cherry cigars. <laughs> dirty nuts in there. You left some cigars over there on that table, by the way. Cigars and what do we got here? I did want to ask you about that. Oh, we, so, got, a fire, we got a fireball pinata. You'll see some pictures on our social of the hijinks you, that we got into here at Space Gnomes. How do you smoke cigars and not get it like a dry mouth? When you wake up in the morning, can you go for a ride? You got to walk... No, it tastes like somebody pooped in my mouth in the morning after I have had a cigar the evening before. But uh, that's I find a little, uh, one of those little sugar-free gums before I go for a ride yeah. uh, keeps away the old cotton mouth. Mm. Instead of just drinking Not water. the snake. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, I get you, got, you, you guys out there in Lister Land know what I'm talking about. Let me just close the show with uh, uh, wishing Leia a uh, successful race which to her is you know the top spot on the podium winning everything all the time godspeed leia rylands and you better be right about how much she won by (laughs) 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 she'll get mad if she won by nine minutes and you said she won by five just because she's light and floats over everything yeah oh my she's gonna know who you are she's gonna find you hey fat bikers this is chris daisy from zion cyclery most of the time I listen to heavy metal, but sometimes I listen to Sven and Gomez on Fat Bike Radio. Hello? Let's Gomez. All right, hold on. I got I got a... Hey, get some coffee. <laughs> hey, I got my Wahoo. I saw that. You're getting up with the program, with the times. I know. I'm Start. Oh, I got it like this. Start. So, you know, I know you're busy with training for um, taking over the world and stuff, but can you show, Can you tell me how to turn this thing on? <laughs> well, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, that came out wrong. You need, you need Do to I... download the app. Oh. And your phone. So you oh, got to go yeah. to your Google Play Store. Uh-huh. And download so go to your the app. Google and Wahoo app, yep. All right. That's that's, that's what it like says here in this quick one. start thing. 
I was just oh, so you have all the directions. Yeah, you're I, a smart enough guy. You'll figure it out. All right. Well, that's what I needed to hear. Do I look really nice today, too? <laughs> you look super good today. You as well. My God. So yeah, I know you see me. This part of the show uh, comes after a part that we recorded. We recorded up at Levis, where we did a shout out, and we were like, "Oh yeah, Leia can't be here because she's." training for you know this or that and uh here you are on the show just because i got the wahoo you know and i had to call to pretend not to know how to turn it on because there's a there's a power switch right on the side yeah on the left (laughs) nice do you have an (laughs) element room do you have the same unit as i do Uh, i believe i do have the element Ah, uh, so wa- now this is the element Rome and has a bigger element. screen, I think. Yeah, I do not have the Rome. Which is good for my old eyes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw a post yeah. on, uh, on... Which I might have to get the Rome, too, <laughs> for my old eyes. I saw that, you, that you're, uh, you, you, you made the lifelong decision to be saddled with the reading glasses. Because once you go, once you start that, oh... It's downhill fast. Like the guy, yeah, even the doctor, he's like, in two years, you're going to have to up this prescription. So be back. (laughs) And you literally will not be able to read a menu. (laughs) You go to a restaurant. (laughs) It's horrible. But hey, there are worse, worse things, right? Yeah. I mean, and right now it's, I don't have to wear them all the time. Well, that's cool. So like when I'm like looking at PowerPoint. Should we uh, should we talk about the Ord Shore and your triumphant victory? Yeah, sure. I mean, do you t- tell me when you're going to start recording, or do you have questions, or how how are we going to run it? Huh. we're recording. We're, We've been oh, recording, recording since the very oh. very beginning when you said I'm making coffee. Oh, great! <laughs> Hi, guys. It's good <laughs> to be back and fast. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose I should uh, <laughs> legally. I have you to know, inform you. What you should have done is not not ever told me that we were recording and had it candid. <laughs> like here's what she's really like. Ah, but that is <laughs> but that is what I did <laughs> until just now. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if you change at all. Now, I, yeah, now I have to fake it. So now, Ordeshore <laughs> had been your you had you had podiumed a bunch that race, but you had never won, correct? Yeah. So the. First year I did Order Shore was back in 2013 when I was still really new to mountain biking. Uh, but a, a bunch of friends were going up and I, yeah, okay, I'll go. I had no idea what it was. And I had never even been on a bike for 50 miles before, but sure, I'll race it. <laughs> yeah, like super smart. And that year, my group that I was in uh, got stuck behind a train. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a train that can potentially come during the race and they can't they can't do anything about it, right? So, you know, you're going all out and then you got to sit there and wait for 15 minutes for this train to go by. So everyone's like all like jacked and ready to go. Huh. And then we we have to go next to we cross the train tracks and then we're biking alongside the track so it's kind of single file line and you know, you're just, you're at the mercy of like the 400 people in front of you. So 
so I, I'm, I had this great idea that I was going to go ride up onto the train tracks and ride the actual train tracks. Cause oh. I saw a couple people doing that. So I made a, a, a break for it, but the rocks were so loose. Yeah. I realized when I made the punch to get up it, yeah. I wasn't going to make it. So I tried to unclip and put my foot down on the ground and like push myself up uh-huh. with my foot, but my, my foot didn't come out of the clip. So I basically put all this pressure on the pedal and it shot me backwards onto my back. And then the handlebars twisted and the, the end of the bar went into my eye. So I, I like knocked myself out with my own handlebars and I'm, I, I I get up. I'm like, I, I I try and get onto the tracks and just get out of the way. So I'm sitting there and I'm seeing Tweety birds like flying around my head. I'm totally out of it. I'm like, Oh my God, any concussion? What's going on? So I kind of sat and waited and then I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. Do I finish this race? Or do I quit? Because I knew that my eye was going to swell shut. Right. Eventually. I mean, that was going to happen. So I was like, well, maybe I could finish the race before it swells shut. Because I had good legs. I was, I was actually feeling good that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let's just go for it. So I hop back on the bike and I start racing again and it's going good. And I only made it about like another 10 miles. So I'm only, say, 25 miles into this 50-mile race and I get a flat. And at that time, I didn't know about carrying CO2 cartridges or pumps or anything right. with me. I mean, come on. I've only been on my bike for like two years. Right. So, so we'll, let me circle back to this point because I have a question, but go ahead. Um, well, so I, I'm kind of just like, hey, anybody got a pump or a CO2 or something? Like I'm looking for help and, and this guy has CO2. And so I spray the, the tire back up and then I'm, I'm on my way again. Um, but the, the slash in the tire was too big. So it was leaking air as I was riding and we get to like the halfway point is this huge, uh, road bridge uh, and it's on County highway, like 518 or something. It's well known. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, a lot of spectators there. So I'm, so I'm climbing this this big hill and my tire goes flat again. I was like, Oh great. But there's spectators and someone had a pump. So I pumped it up mm-hmm. and then I kept going. And a couple miles later it's flat again. So now I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hike to the next aid station. And I probably had about 15 miles to go. And as I'm doing that, this guy comes by and he's like, Hey, you want my hand pump and just give it to me at the end of the race. I was like, uh, yeah, Okay. So he chucks his hand pump at me. And so every mile I'm stopping to pump my tire up with his hand pump and get as far as I possibly can. Cause I guess by this time I was determined to finish the race, no matter what my eye is completely sealed shut. I got the worst headache. So I'm like one eye open can barely see like I'm missing barriers. You know, and I'm almost going like the wrong way. (laughs) So, um, People on course had, you know, seen me along the way. So they had told the medics and stuff that I was, I was hurting. So by the time I crossed the line, I had a, you know, a flat tire, one eye open and all the medics there waiting for me to, to, to check me out to see if I was concussed and all this. It was, it was nuts. And that was the first time you did it. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the first time. And, and so I didn't do it for a couple years after that just because 
like I was out for a season with a shoulder injury. And then in 2015, I didn't race just because I didn't have anyone to go with. So 16, I came back and I was like, okay, I'm elite, you know, and I'm fast now and I'm going to go for it. And I'm, you know, I want to try and get top 10 or something and I'm going to get redemption on this race. And sure enough, within the first like three miles of the race, I get crashed out because it's, it's total mayhem at the beginning. I mean, there's like 800 people right? and, big race. and any, anything, yeah, anything can go wrong. And we're, we get to the section where it's, it's Jeep trail, but there's really only two lanes and it was really wet. And so there are these big puddles and the person in front of me is about to hit this puddle and veers to the right. And by the time I see it, I look and there's already someone in that lane. So I can't go. And I hit this puddle slip out and I, like ejected myself into a fence and then got ran over by like three people. Oh. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I was, I was, it's like, are you hurt or are you injured? I, I, I was hurt. I was not injured. Yeah. So I start biking again, but then my shifter was all, was like hanging off the bike. <laughs> right. So I had no gear. So I slow rolled it to the aid station and at the aid station, someone had some tools and so put the shifter back on. Mm-hmm. So I start going again. I'm doing great. And now there's probably only about 15 miles left and my, my tire goes flat again. So I got another flat. So I, 2013 crashed and flat, 2016 crashed and flat. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so mad. And I have my CO twos in my camelback. Mm-hmm. I take my, I'm at the side of the course. I take my camelback and I just like pound it against the ground. Cause I'm so pissed. I pull the CO2 out. I, I get the tire pumped up. I'm good. And then uh, put the camel back on and it leaks all over me because when I threw it on the ground, oh, yeah. the, uh, the spigot like came loose. Sure. It came off. Yeah. So now water's just dumping all over me and I'm so mad. I'm like hyperventilating. I'm, I'm about to lose it. So it's like, okay, calm down, calm down. Finally get myself put t- back together and I'm going again. And I'm picking girls off left and right. I think I made my way back up to about seven because mm-hmm. I had good legs. And then with like two miles left, the tire went flat again. Like I was like, I didn't have enough stands in. Mm-hmm. So then I, I, you know, I have to watch girls pass me cause I'm slow rolling it to the finish. So 16 was another, it just like, just heartbreaking. And then in 17, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it super safe. So at the beginning of the race, I like held way back. I'm like, I just need to make it through this race without a crash or a flat. Right. Yeah. Um, so played it a a bit too safe because in these mass starts, the, what you really need to do is try and get with the fastest group that you possibly can early on. Jump on that train. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're never going to be able to catch that train because you're at the mercy of the speed of the pack of guys that you're with being a female. So, um, I had, I had a good race. I ended up third. Cool. So then, um, last year I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going for it. Like it's, it's first or die (laughs) and everything's going great. And I'm, um, I, I, I pounced out super early. I got in a fast group. I mean, I, I really put a hard effort in early on and then a couple miles into the race, um, Emma Schwartz, uh, 
caught me. And so her and I were racing together and we thought that we were racing for second. Well, I thought that because I had seen, um, Lindsay Creedy or who I thought was Lindsay Creedy way up in front of us, but really it was just another guy in her kit. So this whole time during the race, Emma and I are pushing the pace of the group of men that we're we're with to keep uh, bridging (laughs) to the next groups, like pushing way harder than we would because we're trying to catch first. Right. Um, So we're, we're just attacking. I mean, Yeah. yeah, we're, we're pulling, working super hard. I mean, it was an awesome race. Like her and I working together, it was mm-hmm. some of the best racing I had ever done. So finally we get up to who we think is Lindsay and it's a dude. And we kind of look at each other and it's like, holy shit, we're racing for first here. Did you bitch that guy out for looking like, like <laughs> yeah, her? Right? Like, yeah, like, dang it. <laughs> I didn't want to work this hard, you know? <laughs> So now we're, we're all out we're kind of with a pack of about 20 guys. And, and the second half of this race is, is a net descent. So mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of descending, a lot of rolling hills. And I'm, I'm putting in uh, big efforts on the downhills where I'm passing a bunch, a bunch of people on the left and then hopping back in, in the draft, hoping that uh, I'm, that she's not going to go that fast on the downhills and she's going to have to keep working to get up to me. So I was trying to wear her out. Right. And, and that was going really well until we, we start going up, um, one of the rollers and there was a big stone and I rolled over it and my, like my butt was on the back of my seat. Mm-hmm. And so the seat jackknifed straight up. Oh. So yeah. now I can't, I can't sit on the seat. I'm like, right. I'm having to, I'm having to stand and pedal. Like, what do I, like, what do I do? And I'm, as I'm pedaling, I'm trying to push the seat down. I can't get it down. Oh my God. I don't want to lose this group. So I'm trying to just, maybe I can pedal the last like 10 miles standing up. Uh, yeah, no, that's not cool. I remember this story. Yeah. So then I stop and I try and hit that seat down and I cannot for the life of me get the seat to go down. So I get back on. I'm like, I guess I just kind of like, pedal I don't know what else to do so finally uh I came up to a couple firefighters that were volunteers at the side of the race course and I go up to these guys and I said hey I need you to smack this seat right now as hard as you can just like punch and he's like just just hit it I'm like yes just hit it as hard as you can and with one like hammer this guy puts it right back into place (laughs) sweet hop on and I'm off and I, I mean, I've way lost my group. I'm in big trouble. My only hope is that maybe Emma, um, had gotten dropped from the group that we were with. Mm-hmm. And so I was still going as hard as I could knowing it was a long shot. Um, but she was too strong. She never got dropped. So she won and I ended up getting second. And then, so that was four, that was four tries at this race uh-huh. <laughs> and just like, so many things going wrong. And, and so this year, uh, it was definitely my A race. It was the one I had been training for like the entire year. If I can just beat this race, I'm, I'm good. And so finally came out with a win. So tell us, tell us how the 19 race went. Did you, did you go out and, and grab a elite group or did you try and play it safe at the beginning? What was your, uh, what was your tactics? Um, 
Yeah. So experience helps, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I kind of, yeah. I kind of learned what to do. So I knew that for starters, you have to go out as hard as you can and then try and recover later, but you, you got to go out harder than what you can sustain. Like, like the speed of an XC race. Mm-hmm. And so I got on a really fast group early on. And I also though on the road, and the early, like the first five miles, you also have to be careful because crashes happen. And we were, we hadn't even gotten off the road when there was like a 10 person pile up right in front of me. And so when we're on the road sections, I always hang at least a wheel back. I don't, I don't tug in tight Mm -hmm. so that if something does go wrong, I can react to it. Sure. And so sure enough, these guys pile up right in front of me. And I'm yelling, you know, riders down, slowing, you know, and I'm, and I'm not hammering on the brakes, but I'm like tapping on them while I'm trying to find a, a lane to get around them without running into people on the sides and without getting rammed from the back from right. the masses that are coming up behind. And so you managed never, to, you never thought like, well, here's payback for 2013. I'm going to run over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm just going to bunny hop all these guys. Like, I mean, there was legs, parts, oh, dude, bikes yeah. everywhere, total spill. So managed to maneuver around them. And then uh, when we got on the, the, the Jeep rolls where it's kind of like two lanes, mm-hmm. it's still early in the race and adrenaline is running high. And you got these guys like going out, like they're Superman. It's like, dude, stay in the lane. Like don't be riding in the middle or it, or in the janky stuff to the left because what happens, they hit something they can't see because mm-hmm. the grass is high and out they go. And again, there's another pile up right in front of me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, how I ended up getting around both it's these. Like nerve wracking. It's a, it, it is. It's it's super scary, and even in the short, like somebody like broke his neck. You know, like mass in these mass starts when people are sprinting and their handlebars are going back and forth and they're not holding the line. Like any any tap, it it can send people down, and and the speeds. On the road, I mean, we're going 25 miles an hour on our mountain bikes on the road. Sure. It's, it's pileups. So made it around there, and I, and I got in a really uh, good, strong pack that was definitely uh, too strong for me, but with the draft, I could hang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, so that lasted a couple miles, but then we hit these sand pits, and these heavier, you know, the heavier guys, they're able to when it's super sandy they're, because they're heavier, they, they can find grip mm-hmm. quicker. And I also lose the benefit of the draft. Yeah. So the, the pack I was with just dropped me like I had stopped for a snack break and there's nothing I can do. I mean, I'm going as hard as I can and I, I it's like I'm standing still compared to these guys. So I lose the pack that I was with. And when I got out of the sand, instead of like trying to chase them down and blowing myself up, I, I sat up and waited for the next group to come so that I'd have enough energy to latch on when they came rather than trying to go all out and then having them blast by. Sure. Smart. So that's, 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 yeah. So that's strategy there. So I, so I jumped on their wheels and, and rode with them. And then I kept hearing that I was, I was first lady from spectators and I, and I knew I went out pretty hard and I was, I just felt like I had a gap. I, I just, I just knew based on the pace that I could see on my, 
on my Wahoo mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. I, 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 was, I was flipping at a pretty good speed. So when we got to the Misery Hill area, um, I played it really safe in there because there's a, a lot of grass and a lot of potholes and rocks and features and it's off camber and you can't necessarily see it. So sure enough, I'm in there and a guy crashes right in front of me around a blind corner. And again, man, it like got around him. So, you know, instead of just pounding that area, I, I took it easy and just played it safe, got through it. And then at about, you know, mile like 28, you hit the road. Mm-hmm. And then where I'm in a pack and our pack is starting to bridge gaps. So heading into the section where it's now going to be downhill for the last like 20 miles of the race. Right. Um, yeah, there was a group of 20 of us, at least. I mean, it was a huge group of, of, of people. Oh, my God. Sure enough, the pack goes the wrong way. Oh. Yeah. So there's a turn that we missed because if you look to the right where you're supposed to go, it didn't even look like a path. Oh, man. Like it was overgrown and stuff. And then the natural path of uh, what we were on that was cut and nice would just like led you up this hill. So the guys they they just swipe in, we're going up this hill. And I, and I see one of these songs, these signs saying wrong way. Oh, and no. another guy like right with me, he's like, we're going the wrong way. So I'm like in the middle of the pack and we quickly turn off and get back onto the right, the right path. Mm-hmm. But there was a whole group, probably like 10 guys who ended up going like a mile in the wrong direction and ended up at some guy's yard. Oh, and the dude's like, uh, yeah, you went the wrong way. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So I have now avoided what, four or five close calls. Yeah. And got off course, but found your oh way back gosh. on course. Oh my gosh. So we're, we're jamming. And then, um, you know, it's like 10, 15 miles left. I, I wasn't making any crazy moves. I was just going to stay strong and settle in and not risk like blowing up or anything. So yeah, I rolled in and I was, I was super, super happy. I was like shaking hands and stuff. I saw I got pictures to the crowd. You, you were, you were, you looked super happy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was probably the happiest I've been in the a monkeys really, off your really back, long time. Like the, uh, yeah. Yep. This is a, I don't Finally know if got you guys an offer back. out in listener land realized that, Leah wins almost every race that she enters. So when she doesn't win, she gets pissed, and it's <laughs> war. So that, that's 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 a big monkey off your back. Well, yeah, 13. the curse the curse has been released. It took me five years, but I, you know, I think a big point of this too is experience matters, and you got to stay persistent and be patient because it it. I mean, this is. I raced it five times, but it took me seven years. Yeah. Right. To get to that point where I was even like competing for first. And I think a lot of people come in and they have these high expectations and they come on, set realistic goals for yourself. Give yourself some time. Or there's the other side of the. You're not just going to win it overnight. There's the other side of the spectrum. If I raced it, I would just hope to finish. (laughs) (laughs) We were. So before our race, uh, Cole. My, my stepson, mm-hmm. he was racing in the short one, which is 28 miles right. and they start long before us. So we're at his start and there was like 1300 people in his race. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we watched him go off and then we're walking 
to the back to get back to the car and it's been minutes and minutes and minutes and there's still people rolling out and you know you're getting near the back and they're just they're just roll, casual rolling and I look and I'm like god those days doesn't that, doesn't that look <laughs> you know, fun <laughs> to just go out and do a race just to say you did it. <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> that's just not you. That's not Which that's is, but, not how you're wired though. But in any but in any of these mass start events, you know, ninety five percent of the people are just there to just to, to donate to, to your to your to your giant no. check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only a couple that are really going for for podiums but the rest is just to have fun and have a great experience and um so you know it'd be like if i if like i remember one time i i did a a half marathon yeah i'm not i'm just looking to try and finish the thing and say i did a half marathon so do you think that because you in these races they give you preferred start and they give you a special number you probably had number two or something, or uh, on your number plate. So you're you're like a marked woman, for lack of a better word. You're like famous, or people know you as a fast person because you wear the the broken spoke kit, and and you've won so many races. Do you think that that helps you to get into faster groups when at the beginning, like people know at ah, this is this is a person that we want in here, or, or is there? I mean, how does that work? Uh, you think yeah, it works I mean, against you or do you think it helps? Um, I think it's, I think it's an advantage. I mean, not in these mass starts, especially when, you know, this is Michigan. That's, that's not my, you know, those people aren't going to know me as well, but I have done the race a couple of times, but not a, the majority aren't going to know you, but there are a few that do. Mm-hmm. And when you come across them on the course, they know who you are and they'll help you because they know that you'll help them. Mm-hmm. And right, no, and you can work together. So there is an an advantage of uh, being known. Yeah, and the men and the women start all in the same wave, and there it, there's no separate wave for the women. That no, would be which really that helpful. needs to change. I know that's, that's I, one of the things that you had uh, talked about before, and maybe Berkey's going to do right. Berkey is. They already agreed to it, oh, but cool. the, you know the the thing is for so the in my opinion the only people that get a true race are the leading men. Mm-hmm. Right. Because everybody else is dealing with traffic. They're out there first. Well, on the, the women, it's really more of a race of who can hop on the best wheels. Yeah. Whereas we are either at the benefit or the mercy of the men that we're riding with. Yeah. Like yeah, and if you pick the if wrong I need train, to bridge, if I, yeah, if I need to bridge a gap, I can't do it on my own. I, I would need this group of guys to, to help, but maybe they're racing each other. They don't necessarily want to bridge that gap. Yeah. Right. You need so a that team, was, that's you need why a team it was helpful to have Emma. That's why it was helpful to have Emma uh, that year. Yeah, yeah. Cause the guys, they were fine, but we were the ones pushing the pace or maybe cloning. And we were taking the turns pulling. You could clone um, clones of yourself. <laughs> but until the until the women have yeah until the women have a separate start, it's never going to be a true race. Like I said before, even with the Berkey or any of these other mass starts, it's not going to be a true race for us until we have 
a, a course to ourselves where you got to be way more tactical and the people that you're going to work with are actually the people you're working, you're, mm. you're racing against. So like a lot of times these guys, they don't care if we sit on their wheels the whole time. Most women don't pull it all in these math starts. Yeah. They just tuck in. Right. Right. And they just say, they just save. You, you don't get to do that. If it's just women, you actually have to work with the people that you're competing against. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And which is a big reason why I'm going to Schwamagon. It's the, the fat tire 40. It's not a race I'd normally do. It's not the style of course that I prefer. Mm -hmm. It's wide open. It's a lot of climbing. It's not single track, but they're letting us have our own wave of women. Nice. So that, that attracts me. So that's why I'm going. So you're going to Schwamigan. Yeah. You're going to do yep. the Margie 50 because yep. you're really gunning for an epic race down in Arkansas, right? Bentonville. Yeah. So one of the epic ride series races in, is down in Bentonville and it's a 50 miler on uh, the, the back, the back 40, mm-hmm. which is a sweet course. And with the epic rides races, their, their prize pools are so huge that it brings out big, big name. So mm-hmm. I'll actually be able to ride with the pros cool. um, separate again. So it'll just be women and it'll be the pro women racing on Sunday. Whereas um, the, everybody else races on Saturday. Very cool. So we'll have the course to ourselves. Uh, Cause the pro men go out in front of us, but nice. we start a little bit, you know, we start, we start far enough behind them. Very and cool. I like, like Kate Courtney's going to be there. Nice. You know, Katarina Nash, Rose Grant. We're talking Olympians, national champions, world champions. It's a chance to like line up with some of the best, not only in our country, but in the world. So I want to make sure I have some legs for that. And when, it, <laughs> when is that race? That's in October. Nice. Like the middle of October. It's the Oz uh, Trails Fest or something like that. Very cool. Yeah, and then uh, Iceman yeah. in November. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of a lot of switch the season up. Well, I that, didn't race so much that, this summer. I'm racing all fall. That explains. And you, are you going to do cyclocross this fall? I saw. No, I saw, I saw that you were interested in something that led me to believe. I'm like, <laughs> I might. Oh, like a like a cyclocross practice. Yeah, I think that that was it. Yeah, yeah there's a local one in town that's a practice, and I was like, yeah, I might check that out, but I don't see myself doing cyclocross. Yeah, I, I think it would. I you know somewhere you got to get a little bit of recovery before you go right into mountain biking because those huge ass races start right you know pretty early. And that and that's just it. The cyclocross season, you know, big time is November, December. Well, that's where I'm taking a break to get ready. Cause I start my season so early because of the fat biking. Right. Quite right. You know, most girls aren't starting their season till May. Well, mine starts in February. Well, and that's where you became, that's where you became a star in my eyes. You know, when you won the Berkey man. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm prejudiced cause I like fat bikes more than mountain bikes. I guess maybe I like bikes all around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going back and forth if I should keep my salsa and ride her another year and just get a new set of, like, head wheels or if I should get a specialized fat boy. Mm, well. I'm going back and forth. I, I, think, I think we should have that debate with uh, 
we should get both salsa and specialized on the line and have them bid for who wants <laughs> you to ride their bike. <laughs> Bring me a shrubbery specialized. Make it nice. <laughs> Make it real nice. <laughs> well, nice I appreciate you taking your time to, uh, to talk to us. And uh, I know that you're probably riding the bike right now. Are you on the trainer? No, you're at the office, aren't you? Yeah, I'm hiding in my office. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, girl. Yeah. So uh, we Thanks, Gomez. we'll Good have another we'll have another show without you, but then I think you're back for show one fifty, yeah. the Golden Jubilee. And here's yeah. here's one bit of news that I'll just share before I let you go is it looks like our event the. Uh, fatter by the lake weekend retreat and winter bike expo down there at the uh, Illinois Beach Resort is going to have a huge ass race at it. So, ScienceCyclerifedBike.com and huge ass race series all together. Uh, well, you know I can't ever resist when someone says race. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I know how you like to come down to Illinois and you know show them how it's done, <laughs> even though it's just over the border. Backyard. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, right, uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be rooting for you, and uh, you thank know, you. We'll probably rook you into another guest appearance via phone next next month, just so you know. Yeah, and then because back to you, normal. You'll probably wish you probably win stuff, and people need to know about that. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be winning here the rest of the fall. No. You should, <laughs> the competition you might, level rises. Like you might go to bingo with your mom. A couple levels. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Stay out of those crashes. I was. I'll finally be one of those guys where I was like, I'm just happy to be here, dude. When you, when you were telling the story about crashing in 2013 on those railroad tracks, I was just like. Oh my God! Something bad is going to happen because I've never heard that story before, and I thought you were going to crack your head on the rail or something. I was like, Ah, oh, no! Oh, hell, but, I still have a lazy eye from that ordeal. Oh yikes! I can't tell. And one other thing is, I'm going to probably race Berkey this year, so I won't make any. Oh. I won't. I won't. I won't. We're going to have to get you in on that bet then. Yeah. Here's here's uh here's here's my boastful statement. I will not even see you on the race course because <laughs> i'll probably start at the back i'm one of those happy happy campers at the back yep. of the pack yeah nothing wrong with that all right dude party on thanks for being on the show all right thanks going see you later talk to you later bye check us out on instagram Come on, we're still best mate. If I have to pop it, not to move, you can't name me.